0: Alright, so to make this I uh and Henry are pretty similar. easy to sync up the audio and video, I need us all like to individually clap in front of the microphone. Okay. <laughs> Yo, what up, Fold? It's been a couple of weeks, and it's been a wild couple of weeks. Uh, we had a flood at, at the Hall House, and it's uh, just been really dramatic stuff going on. And so um, Neil and I haven't got a chance to, to get together to record a, a new episode, but what we have here is a recording that he and I did with our wives um, a, a, a while back for a confirmation class uh, talking about the sacraments of initiation. So uh, take a listen, uh, and I guess hope you guys enjoy this. God bless you. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay, so this, this is how confirmation— conference- <laughs> This is how confirmation one works. So first we play a game and then we go into the questions and then we just make it magic. Okay. That's, that's basically it. So the game we're going to play is the question game. Do you
1: guys know how to play the question game? Wait, no, we're going to do a game. Yes. Then do questions. But yeah. the game is questions. That's correct. So it's question, question. It's question, question.
0: <laughs> so the game is, uh, it's questions. So basically we're going to go in a circle and I'm going to start, I'm going to ask Jeevy a question. She cannot laugh, she cannot delay her response, Ah, and she cannot answer the question. She has to instead turn to you and ask you a question. Then you ask Neil a question. Nope. Questions cannot be repeated. And then ask Neil a question.
2: What questions do I ask?
0: Any question you want. That's part of the game. No, no, that was it. You already
1: wasted that one. Yeah. So it's
0: it's, uh, um, pretty basic. So are you ready? Did you shower today? Yeah, for
1: lunch. What time is it?
0: Who let the dogs out? I can't. She laughs, so she, ooh, laughs, ooh, so, she ooh, so she's ooh, out, ooh, ooh. and so so now it's Lisa, Neil, and I.
3: There
0: were dogs. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now it's it's Lisa and I. Mm, Don't you true. wish your girlfriend was hot like me? I have a girlfriend. Yeah, you know, Lisa wins.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yay! Are we actually recording this for kids we are going to watch this? And it's make already it? it's already recorded. They'll
0: be like, this sucks. <laughs> All right. So yeah, and then the, now the kids will get a chance to play the game with their small groups, and then uh, we come back here and we ask our first question amongst everybody, uh, which is like, what was the what was your experience of like any of the sacraments of initiation, like baptism or Eucharist or confirmation, like as a kid? Like, what were you? What did you understand about? Did you ever go to a baptism or did you ever go to a confirmation or anything like that as a kid and been like, here are the questions that I have and I don't understand any of the stuff or or um, what was your experience of this? Of the sacraments as a child, even if you can remember your own first communion or
1: something. <clears throat> oh, first communion, yeah, yeah. But I don't remember other ones really. Oh. And mostly, one of the things I remember for communion was that was the thing that everybody else got to do. Yeah. While you're sitting there and you're like, "What is that candy? Like, I want to try it." <laughs> and I'm like, my grandpa had a on you know, his tongue still, and he's like, <laughs> and I'm like whoa (laughs) but yeah that was the thing it's like this is something i want to do but i can't do it yet or what's the point you know
0: my most vicious memory as a kid with with communion was um we were on base uh when i was preparing for first communion
1: because he was his father was in the military
0: and uh um i remember uh the rehearsal because all the kids were afraid to drink the wine and me and my buddy were like, "Oh no, we're gonna
1: we're gonna drink we're, we're gonna that wine." <laughs> so what we, did you do for host though?
0: They did they so just unconsecrated. Yeah, so everybody was. Oh, you mean like the community itself? No, no, that's not oh, talking com- about. Yeah, the community had like the make it make it your own hosts type thing. You made your own host. No, but the community did. Like somebody in the community made the hosts and brought them for
1: the. Oh, opposed to just getting them from the right. catholic co-host store like, the co-host if <laughs> they're <laughs> so just buying them online yeah no don't they have like nuns online. or something that make them like, yeah yeah like, i was gonna say i think right. there were like nello or not nello, nello, nello wafers, wafers. Yeah. the nickel wafers yeah and then they did it i remember one of the stories i've told in in eucharist talks or something was on my first communion my uh teacher second grade teachers and was telling about her son's first communion it was like Oh, when I had it for the first time, it was different than the ones from practice. Oh, really? That's how he felt. Jesus was in it. I'm like, awesome. That's a that's a nice little move. It's cool for him. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is when I had my first communion, I was like, this tastes the same as when I got it. So I felt like I was missing out. Yeah.
0: That's essence and accidents, guys. Let's yeah. Well, else. that <laughs> essence
1: didn't 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 help. Oh, so really. he must have been filled with the Spirit. Yeah. And that's why it tasted different to him. That makes sense. So I assumed they're going to do something that tastes different. And then I got it. And what's funny, too, is that my church, and this is not because I'm super old, (laughs) it still had a communion rail. And I think it's because it was a new church at the time of Vatican II. And they're like, (laughs) we just built this communion rail. We're going to roll with it. (laughs) So it's still the mid to late eighties and even during mass we'd still go up and they'd like line you up on the communion rail. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've seen other churches that do that too. My
2: yeah. first communion was with a communion rail because I got my first communion in the Philippines. I was gonna say. Yeah, so that whole experience was different for yeah. sure than communion. Did they
1: have the um you know those patent the patent, yeah. I was gonna say the spade. The spade.
3: <laughs> Not for my first communion, but there was one of the churches in town. They had the altar servers who would stand next to the priest. Mm-hmm.
1: The patent. The patent. Yeah. Not the spade. But Not the shovel. I don't
3: remember of my first
1: communion. <sighs> really? Well, it was vivid to me.
0: Yeah, me too. It was traumatizing.
1: It was traumatic No, it was good to me. <laughs> I even shared, I think I even shared a picture of my first communion with you when Joel made his first communion.
2: Yes, I think I remember that. And it's a
1: picture of like, me with a little, little tie and yes. a shirt. And my sister had like almost like an Easter hat. And we're taking a picture with my grandma. <laughs> But I remember I got money that
2: day. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) That's what he remembers.
1: It's like, first communion money, I'm going to buy a skateboard with handlebars on it so it's like a scooter. And I did.
2: Oh, I was going to say, did you?
1: Yeah. Then the problem is, anytime I bought anything as a kid, I like buyer's remorse. Because like, oh, nothing's worth having the money in my pocket. Like... (laughs)
0: That's why you got to have, like, sections. This is the one I'm going to spend. This is what I'm going to save. And this is
1: what I'm going to It pay. might have been. But if I if I had 100 bucks and I spent 20 on something, I was like, ah, that's
0: 20 bucks. I don't have it. It's cheap. Why can I do it's that? Cheap, that? Yeah. All right. Um, do you, uh, anybody else have other things they want to share about childhood experiences with <laughs> any of the sacraments of initiation?
1: Mm, I think I went. I, I know I went to baptisms. <clears throat> like, I remember going to my sister's, but I don't remember, you know, really anything with it. You know, there's water and babies, but. Yeah. But I don't you know, that and didn't even know of confirmation until I was probably you know In almost almost yeah. confirmation <laughs> age. Yeah. You know, I probably knew about um bar mitzvahs before I knew about b- confirmation. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Good job, Catholic Church.
1: Hey <laughs> <laughs> Good job good job T V. Good job
0: T V <laughs> Yeah, you don't and see you don't see, many, you don't see many you uh, don't see many um T V displays of confirmation, do you? Mm,
1: no, almost those. not. Like and then there's very few. Yeah, they'll do um, they'll do bar mitzvahs and stuff yeah, or and they'll stuff. Do baptisms. But. I know that baptisms you know, they'll they do. Don't
2: show confirmations on TV. I've never. I've seen never. One.
1: I don't think I can remember one confirmation. I know first communion they did in Godfather two, yeah. and baptism in Godfather one. Yeah, they sure did. But we, you know, I try to show that in class, but David wouldn't that. let me. <laughs> but um, God, I can't even think of a confirmation. No, like I, I, I remember there was a show called The Commission. With, um, what's his name? Um, he was the thing in the Fantastic Four. Michael Checklist. Okay. He was in that, and the idea is he's an Irish Catholic guy, you know, Boston Catholic dude, and his wife is a Jewish lady. And his son was kind of like, when he grew up, it was like, well, are you going to do a bar mitzvah? Are you going to do a confirmation or whatever? Oh, there you go. At least I And they it. talked about it, and he was pointing out that, like, when he did, His confirmation, you know, his dad had, like, little cocktail weenies, and that's, like, as good as it got, you know, where all the other Jewish kids in the neighborhood, like, lavish. Well, they couldn't have cocktail weenies. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's not kosher. That's not kosher. (laughs) So, but it was one of those things where they actually showed, like, with the the Jewish Catholic families, it's like you have these two kind of rites of initiation things happening around the same age. And it's like, which one are you going to pick kind of thing or something.
0: Especially in the American Catholic world where confirmation is very much seen as a as a, a coming-of-age.
1: Right. Like a bar mitzvah, yeah. Or like the graduation from youth, uh, religious education, which is not, so you can't leave church after you're <coughs> done. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool.
0: Okay, what are the sacraments of initiation? Lisa.
3: <laughs>
2: First One, communion. Two. Confirmation.
1: Three. That's correct. That's the stool that we sit on. What? It's three legs. Stools have three legs.
2: Nice.
0: But typically, the three-legged stool, when you're talking about the faith, you're talking about, like, scripture, tradition, and the magisterium.
1: Not for me. Not for him, though. I talk about the three legs of sacraments. <sighs> of initiation. Of initiation.
0: Cool. Uh, what What do you guys know? Like, I mean, I, I guess... Uh,
1: what do you know, what do you know
0: about like them as initiation rites? What makes them initiation rites? Why are these the initiation rites? What's the purpose of the initiation rites? Can we talk about that in any kind of coherency? Uh,
3: mm-hmm. Well, isn't it so you can't just only do them once? So you do communion as much as you want, right. You can't get baptized again, and you can't get confirmed again.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I remember when I did a confirmation retreat. When I we put on a confirmation retreat. And there was a thing where we we were to say what we did when we get confirmed. But then some of us adult leaders, we were like, I am confirmed and this is this. Uh, Opposed to saying, I was confirmed and this is this. Yeah, I see. And so it's 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 like, I am confirmed because it's done. I am baptized or I was baptized, but it's like, it's done. I am like.
0: Seems like it's it's continuous, right? Yeah. Okay, so, so in that like. Uh, what we're saying is like you're initiated into something that's a living thing, right? It's not just an event of life. Is that what you're saying?
1: Well, yeah, because you're, especially like baptism. Baptism, you're you're like initiated into the Catholic Church. Right. You know, you're now part of the bigger body, the group, the the club, the whatever. Like one thing um, I've always liked was when you go to mass and they have a baptism. You know, I hate that it takes longer, but (laughs) but you know, pre kids, but you have the the person getting baptized, and it's all mostly it's usually an adult or something. Or there's there's kids enough. You're right,
0: Easter time especially. Yeah,
1: yeah. So you'll you'll have somebody. But I remember one time there was you know some girl who was in her early twenties who got baptized during the mass, and I like that because it's like here is jane and now she's one of us and here's your community yeah. community this is jane she is now in our group hooray right. Yay. And it's
0: especially special with the adults because then they'll receive all three sacraments of initiation um, when they're baptized. Mm-hmm. So they so immediately after that they'll typically the the priest or bishop or whoever's presiding will come and confirm her with the chrism oil, and then uh, at communion time they'll receive their first communion. Mm-hmm. And then that's that's the celebration of all three sacraments. It's Easter vigil. That's-
3: yeah.
1: Mm, do, yeah. So that's one of the things I kind of like about that is the fact that it's the whole. The whole community sees that, and now you're like one of us, and it's it's that first step into this.
0: Catholic world. Yeah,
1: first step into a bigger world. Yes.
0: Okay, anything else on that before we move forward? Okay, what is baptism?
1: Did I just, didn't we just say that? So right.
0: what, what are the initiation rights? But, like, what does baptism do? What are its effects?
1: Who can be baptized? Oh, who can be right?
0: what?
2: Anybody can be baptized, yeah. not been baptized
1: before, right? Yep, right. And, uh, Unless it's a non-recognized baptizer. Well, certain that's things, true. certain baptisms don't count. That is also true. If I baptize my kids in the Church of the Jedi, I don't think it will work. <laughs> oh, you know? I know. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Not that I did. Wait, what do you mean it doesn't make sense? <laughs> Church of the Sith. <laughs> now we need to baptize them after that. Yeah. Yes. But
3: don't. Doesn't baptism and confirmation, like, do something to your soul? Yep. But, like, communion,
2: is that just, like, does that do something
3: to your, your
0: soul? soul? It does, but not in the same way. So, that
2: whole indelible mark?
0: The indelible yeah. mark. That's, that's what we're talking about. Great Catholic. Robert, you, oh, yeah. Robert, Robert.
2: <laughs> that's only with baptism and confirmation. And holy
0: orders. Yeah. So the indelible mark is... Um, the language is marking us for Christ, so it's like it's an it's an invisible mark. the The language comes from uh, Ezekiel in the book of Ezekiel. I don't remember exactly the chapter. I'll put it in the air somewhere. Um, Ezekiel has this vision of basically a cleansing of the church, um, and the and God says that I'm going to mark the tau on the foreheads of all uh, of the righteous, essentially of all those who
1: belong to me, right. This is like the anti-Mark of Cain.
0: Exactly. <laughs> but that's it's very much what it is. It's, it's the reversal of the Mark of Cain because um, in this one, it's a mark for salvation, right? And so, and the Tao, if you guys know from uh, – I don't know,
1: from Hebrew. The, from the day club. At- yeah.
0: <laughs> from all your Hebrew language background um, <laughs> is literally a T or at that time it would have been – looked more like a lowercase T, more like a cross. Um, like
2: what we get on Ash Wednesday.
0: So like what we get on Ash Wednesday, but also the sign of, of those who belong to Christ, the, the cross itself, right? We make the sign of the cross, and it's, the, it's that sign of cross of salvation in our souls. So it marks us as those who are uh, adopted children of God, right? And each one of those sacraments kind of marks us in, in a different way. So baptism marks us as adopted children of God. Confirmation kind of like strengthens the, that mark, but marks us particularly for mission. It's an emphasis in the prophetic mission, and then holy orders um, marks those who receive holy orders in the um, in the ministerial priesthood of Christ. So now you're a priest of Christ, right? Uh, but it's an emphasis on that on that priestliness. So if you if you look at where the sacraments that receive the indelible marks, it's um, priest, prophet, and king. So in the baptism, the kingly or the queenly, the, the, the adoption is what's emphasized. In confirmation, the prophetic is what's emphasized, and in the holy orders, the priestly is what's emphasized. That was way nerdier than we actually needed to do for a bunch Don't worry, of that kids. Guys,
1: <laughs> talk to this amongst your small group leaders. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, but like going back to um, like what is baptism? Um, like you had mentioned, anybody can be baptized, and that's that's. That's true. Do you, do you guys know like what the prerequisite is for baptism though?
2: Don't you just have to have uh, the words?
0: That's the form. That's how you know it's valid. Like okay. but how you know how do you know a, a person can be baptized at that time other than that they haven't already been baptized?
2: Right? Is it an emergency?
1: It doesn't matter. No, that means that anybody can.
2: can. Your That's true sure. for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right,
2: but when you're an adult, like you've obviously decided that for yourself, right, this is what you want to do. You want to convert, or else
3: you have to do wear your white dress, or your white garment. We get water part. I think you have. To.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, those, those, those are uh, yeah, the water part is necessary, but the white garment is kind well, of yeah,
1: way. the white garment, and you don't have to light the candles or right.
0: That's all. That's all extra stuff. But what's the necessary prerequisite is faith. So and if, um, if which is you're, funny,
1: because most of the people that get baptized have no faith because they're, they're babies,
2: ridiculously right. small,
0: right? But in that in those scenarios, you are through baptized the
2: parents' faith
0: through the parents' yeah. faith, right? So in that particular scenario, or the
1: parents being forced to have faith. by Well, that's
0: the thing is that's where canon law kind of steps in and says like, okay, so you can only um since we're baptizing a baby here. They can only be baptized in the faith of the parents if there is well-founded hope that the child will be raised as a Catholic, right? So they can't just come and say, oh, I have faith because I want to have my child in this pretty ceremony at this church. No. There has to be an actual well-founded – like these people are actually going to mass or uh, there's some other well-founded hope that they're actually going to raise the child Catholic. like. Like, There's uh, a lot of loose. Oh yeah. Like that. That's why canon law is like vague. Like the well founded hope is literally the language. <laughs>
1: but, <laughs> as long as those envelopes keep coming in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just saying. What about who can baptize? Technically anybody Anywhere, can. Right? Yeah. right. In what scenario? Emergency. Dire yep. need.
0: What's required of a baptism? Water. Water. And
1: and you can even spit.
0: That's true, because yeah. that has water.
2: And you have to say,
0: and you,
1: you have to name, say, I baptize, I baptize you, you in the name of the, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. That's right. As it was in the beginning, and now <laughs> is <laughs> and now is you.
0: <laughs> and, and you have to uh, you have to intend to do what the church does when she baptizes. So, like theoretically, if I got in, if I was unbaptized, got into a car accident, and the guy who you know killed me in the car accident as I'm dying comes over, is like, oh, I'm so sorry. Is there anything I can do for you? Baptize, baptize me, baptize me and he's like. Uh, I'm an atheist. It doesn't matter. Don't you know, worry. Just, just do, pour that pour pour glass the, there on. the antifreeze on my forehead. The antifreeze.
1: Throw <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Dasani bottle on
0: yeah, me. There, the Dasani of the, uh, that you have in the back of your just car is of the, it's the
1: Holy Spirit.
0: Spirit? Yeah, and intend to do what the church does, and then you're good.
1: Yeah, but usually it's real water and yeah. and a ceremony. Right. And they use the Easter candle, mm-hmm. and they have the um, what's the baptismal oil called?
0: Chrism. So
2: it's the same. It's the same thing.
1: Wait, as the confirmation, confirmation. Then wait, what's and the th- holy orders. Then what's the third? Okay, then there's,
0: there's the oil of the catechumen.
1: Which is? That,
0: that those who are catechumens receive.
1: Which are the catechumens then? Those
0: who are adults who are going to be baptized. Going into the
1: church. And that's different than the confirmation ones? Yes. And the baptism ones? Wouldn't the baptism okay. one and the adult one be the same because you're both going to the church? Yeah, but the adults
0: <laughs> also will receive chrism.
1: So they get two. They
0: get extra. They
1: smell extra nice. And then, nice. The, and then well, there's the, the – the, yeah. and the sick people get the other one? The, the,
2: the yeah, because that one smells different. different. I've had that a few times in my it life. It smells like
0: – It smell like – Wait, <laughs> you've had it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have, have you never be been anointed
1: but an for an an the sick? No, I've been anointed for the sick before. I've,
0: I've been never been right. in the hospital.
3: Next time
2: you get sick, I'm going to send
1: you. What are you guys just pulling these things? You've never been that sick. Uh, I've been in the hospital.
2: I've been in the hospital. Wait. I literally just got it when I got hospitalized yeah, she two was, weeks ago. So. A couple before a heart thing. Figure out what's going on.
1: Oh, I've never been in the hospital. Well, I was in the hospital once,
0: but it was because you had the flu. Yeah. No,
1: it's because <laughs> my mother gave birth to me, and, <laughs> and then I went home. And then I've been in the hospital to visit. The only no, time I, I spent the night in the hospital was when Lisa had the kids. I more than the
2: lines, for sure. Wow, wow, I'm really
1: missing out on all these. Huh. Wait, have you? No. Oh. Have you ever gone to I like the a, healthy um, side's
0: over here. Right. Thank sorry. you, fat Americans here. <laughs> have, have you ever <laughs> gone to like the Feast of the Presentation, the Candlemas, St. Blaise? Where they do the- Candlemas oh, is no, um, February 2nd. Sorry, the third St. Blaise, the day
2: after that. It bless the throats. They bless the, best
0: the throats. throats. No,
1: I know of it. So I know a lot of that times... if you don't have your Christmas decorations down by that day, <laughs> that's bad luck the rest of the year. A lot of times, and St. Blaze comes out, and if he sees his shadow, then there's
0: <laughs> six more weeks of Do Christmas. Just...
3: <laughs> that would be awesome.
1: Pull the trees
0: back
3: out. I don't care if they're a fire
1: hazard because it's on. It is. It St. Blaze Day is is Groundhog Day. Right, yeah. You
3: have to be like sick
1: sick to get. I don't know. T- can
3: well, I just a know. Cold?
2: That so def- cold, I, I just send
1: so if I have a sore throat, theoretically just- you could.
2: I wasn't uh-huh. dying.
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's a sickness of serious <laughs> nature, but, uh, but it doesn't have to be like, like it doesn't have to be life or death. Yeah. No, I'm just saying.
3: I'm trying
2: to
1: give me some so when he gets sick, sick, I can splash in <sighs> his face. Well, it's a little, yeah, have, like, yeah. a little. Yeah, you got to have like a little. I'll get some olive oil. Yeah, like the olive oil we used to use for the. You just blast
3: him with olive
0: oil. Yeah, that's not the same. That was random.
1: Okay, so wait, wait, what <laughs> Sorry, are the others? That's totally <laughs> random. But, but yeah. So they do that on St. Blaise Day?
0: Yeah, so a lot of times on St. Blaise Day there will be um an, a like a um an anointing for those who are sick. You can you can do the same thing. Like after you get your throats blessed, a lot of times the priest or deacon not deacon the priest will stick around afterwards. And <coughs> if there's anybody who wants to be anointed or or, for, or a healing mass or anything, same same thing. The priest will stick around for anybody who wants to be anointed.
1: And no, mm. yeah. I know. we should What's have the one other one. one with Neil can go. I don't need it. No, you don't. You
2: don't want to get sick. <laughs> just not be sick. <laughs> I don't. I am trying not. All need to go next year. There you yeah. go. we're all sick all the time. So. Seriously, <laughs> over you really over. I'm
1: strong like a horse, strong like a bull. <laughs> 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 All
0: right, so uh, are we are we good on baptism? Or is there more stuff that you want to talk about with baptism? You're the one telling us what to do here. I'm just asking the questions. And are there any other things that you guys want to talk about when it comes to baptism? Anything you guys
2: think the teens will find interesting when it comes to baptism? So does it count when Mormons baptize no dead right. people no. because no. you're dead? Mormon baptism doesn't count in general. Baptism oh, in general, yeah. So the, if you were raised as a Mormon.
0: Your baptism is invalid.
2: So you would still have to go through the initiation. So how do they baptize? They baptize
0: in the name of the Father. This is the most unique one because they baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. How
2: come it doesn't count? Really?
0: They sure do because they mean something different. So they do not intend to do what the church does. They mean three different gods.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And they have different levels of heaven.
2: Okay. Okay. I was just curious. I heard that they baptize dead people.
1: I don't know about that. They or do. do they? Oh, I they'll do They'll go to the them. graveyards
0: and they'll baptize just them just randomly.
2: that people. I'd be pissed. I'd roll over in my grave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would just haunt Isn't them. Isn't that nice?
1: Well, they think it is. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd take it as a compliment.
2: <laughs> we can just omit this part. I was just curious because I had forgotten the answer. I know we talked about it before.
1: But... No, but I do know they're not because um, I had a friend that, there was, a, there was like three friends or so that went on search and they uh, had a Probably had that part out too. I guess. They had three friends that got um, um, confirmed on Easter Vigil, and one of them had to do the whole baptism because she was baptized Mormon, mm-hmm. and then the other one was like baptized Lutheran or something else. That's and perfectly fine. And so, so she can skip the Lutheran's, that was, that Lutheran's like uh, die Catholic, Catholic. yeah, okay, or super like Catholic, it's like Catholic zero. zero. <laughs>
2: Because am Catholics like uh, Anglicans. is Anglicans, because it's only one calorie, not Catholic enough.
1: <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> you knew I was going to do the, sure the Dr. Evil? <laughs> yeah. You could
0: just edit any of that stuff right.
2: out that we just talked about. All right.
0: It's kind of know. <laughs> all right. What about confirmation? What is confirmation?
2: Confirmation is receiving the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, you receive those at baptism, too, though. What's the difference? Mm, you're making now you're doing it as an you're,
0: adult. So you Your own decision. Uh, That's Lutheran. Hopefully you're paying. That's a Lutheran answer? That's a Lutheran. That's an an American Lutheran. So God is
2: empowering you with those gifts to use it to, I don't know. Do good things. Are we going to put all this in because
0: apparently we don't look good? (laughs) (laughs) No, we won't put all that in there, but it is interesting to like, because most uh, people in the United States, their view of confirmation is is very much coming of age, choosing Mm -hmm. your faith for yourself. I'm confirming my faith, right? Yeah, I I believe in this. Why do we say confirm confirm if I'm not confirming it? What does confirm mean?
3: You're saying okay. I'm confirming.
1: Confirmare, the latter. Agreeing. Oh, well.
2: I don't know. Now what you're a Paul,
1: ap- like how you say apologetics isn't saying I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, but the, but
0: the
2: root
1: I, of the
0: word. I
2: was, know that. But
1: you
0: got to realize, like we're Catholic, right? And so we everything most comes of from these Latin. exactly these That's are all Latin, Latin Catholic. That's why ordinary time has nothing to do with like oh nothing important is happening. No, it's ordinal numbers, the numbered weeks. Like right? it has nothing to do with uh, the that nothing important ordinal.
2: So what does it mean? What's confirmare? Mean? Confirmare means to
0: strengthen.
1: It's also a small squid.
2: Yeah, I was kidding there. Yeah.
1: Fried
0: squid. <laughs> calamari? <laughs> That's calamari. That's fried squid.
2: <laughs> so it's what they already have. So God is strengthening <laughs> what, they what they already, already have. have. So
0: the history of this is actually really interesting. because uh, I don't know if it's interesting for anybody else other than me. But... <laughs> 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 Asleep, <laughs> but in the early church, like the bishop, the the um the apostolic person, the person uh, who was um uh who ha- received the apostolic authority from an apostle at some point, um they were the ones who baptized with the the rites, the the water, name the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and then they what they called the laying on of hands or the imposition of hands to pray for the Spirit's coming. Of
3: the book.
0: Right, because in the book of Acts, I do. There are two distinct rights, right? Are talking the, about the book, the Bible book? The UCAT? Book?
3: No, the other book that we never got to in class. The, the UCAT. U-Cat. The entire,
1: no. Oh, no.
0: Oh, laying
3: laying the little red, red yeah. book. Laying the the little hands was a yeah. whole <laughs> chapter that we skipped every time.
0: But well, the laying out of hands. We took four chapters That's to put in one book. class. I don't know <laughs> how we taught that. <laughs>
1: There was a separate book.
0: A
2: separate book. That's
0: for
1: the For the short confirmation. So you don't period. know because you're on confirmation one. One. Because yeah. yeah. you could have moved up to two. Correct. Because we blocked you. Correct. Because even when my taste says, I'm going to teach two next year, right, David? And he's like, I don't know if going to let that slide. <laughs> right, right. That was your slot. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So the, We're the, totally derailing him. <laughs> Go back.
0: So. In the, in the book of Acts, um, there are two distinct rites there's the baptism. And then there's the imposition of hands, because some people were baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but had not received um like the what what would later what like Pentecostals and other American movements would later call the baptism in the spirit, but what we've always called the imposition of hands or confirmation, where they pray that the Holy Spirit come kind of fills them and uh kind of completes what began in their baptism, but also gives them like charisms to be able to do something in mission, right? And so that's the imposition of hands, and so the bishop used to be the person that that did that, uh both of those baptism and imposition of hands. but then um, whenever there became too many people coming into the church for the bishops to be able to keep up, they uh delegated the baptism to the presbytery, yeah the priests and so they would uh, and then whenever they would come into the the church area. They would confirm what the priest had done, what the priest had started. So I'm going to strengthen what the priest had started in the baptism. Bishop, by, I, gotta, by I gotta, praying for I gotta you gotta. to
1: receive the Holy Spirit, right? And most confirmations are done by the bishop.
0: Yeah, they, yeah, unless the bishop, for grave reason, like delegates it to a priest, like mm-hmm. when we had the when we had the COVID thing.
1: Well yeah, yeah. But I mean like I know there's the things where like they have the uh small villages in South America where the bishop only gets there every like four years. Year. Yeah, exactly. And then they're like get everybody who needs to get confirmed. Get okay, lined here up. now. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that's very much a thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then that's why they also like in like uh oh, the Archdiocese of Los Angeles has the five bishops, though, the Yeah, the, the uh, auxiliary. Um, auxiliary bishops, they all do all the confirmations for their their region and stuff. Right.
0: Okay. So what it is, it's a, it's a strengthening uh, strengthening of what happens in the baptism, uh, but the language of the catechism is language for martyrdom, right? And so you're being strengthened to be a witness. That's what the word means, martyres, right? To to be a witness um, even unto death if necessary, to be unafraid to share your faith, to be unafraid to proclaim uh, Jesus as as Lord and God as Father, uh, and that's kind of like the grace of baptism. That's that's why it has the prophetic <clears throat> emphasis in it? It's it's most it's kind of like a the, the old language used to be making you a soldier for Christ. Now you go out.
1: That's where they got the "Onward Christian Soldiers" song from.
0: <laughs> Anything else on confirmation?
1: No. I, no, I don't think so. What do you want us to say? I don't know. Anything else you got? <laughs> no. Your experience of confirmation? What was yours like, Lisa? We, Lisa, you
0: need to get closer to your mic. We, I
1: was in. Um, Real eight, quick, eight, does nine, she three. need to turn her face to the yeah, camera? Yeah. No no no. I okay. got I got
0: that camera over there. She's oh, she's, what? she's that one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. I got yeah, you're good
3: um,
1: cuz I noticed Oh, and that one too. Yeah. We did I got preconception. Okay, sorry. Start our, over. Mine was so ridiculous.
3: My confirmation was ridiculous because I was probably in 8th or ninth <coughs> when I did mine. And I think at that point the church, my church decided, well, when your parent thinks you're ready, you can be confirmed. So, I remember we went like for Dad and I went like six weeks and we met in like the gym of the school and we had to like read stuff and answer questions but there were kids there who were younger than us like that year you know if you were a parent you're like oh I can get all these sacraments done out of the way year. boom we're set um and I think we it was like a six week thing like
2: we so how old were you when week. you got confirmed Oh, okay so close to what we so would would be doing, were doing but then there were
3: kids right here. who were like Eight or nine going too. Because if you think about when you can get your first communion, they would do their penance and they do first communion and they get confirmed to be bad.
2: I remember Gerald being confirmed in eighth grade. Your brother. That was the program at St. Joe's. And I don't know if that's still that way. No. Okay. But he was confirmed young too. <laughs> yeah. And it yeah. wasn't
3: like, and I don't know if the bishop did ours. We had at the cathedral, I think.
0: <clears throat> Mike's not picking you up at all.
3: It was at the cathedral. Get closer to it. But um, <laughs> I don't Rochester? remember much of it. Yeah. But I don't remember much. Really? My aunt was my sponsor. It was probably back then. It was probably one of those things of like, okay, well, I'll check this off the list and then mm. we'll just keep going. Yeah.
1: I had the two years of classes. It was kind of similar to our setup now, but <laughs> we had smaller classes because I got uh, confirmed or I was. Or I get confirmed. I am confirmed. I am confirmed. But, but when I they confirmed. did it, <laughs> I was at St. Thomas More, and we did the classes. And it was back in the old days of St. Thomas More. So we were literally the last class to get confirmed in the hall. Before the church was built. Not, well, even after that, they had to do it at the shrine because it was too big to do in the hall.
2: Yeah.
1: So there was about a year, two, three in the shrine before the church was built, then they did it. Because by the time my sister, who's only four grades younger than me, she she did her confirmation at the church.
2: Yeah. I remember doing confirmation prep starting in eighth grade, and then <clears throat> I think I was confirmed my freshman year or my okay. sophomore year. I can't remember. You're dating, that's all yeah, so I know. Oh, yes, I think it was my so freshman was year. So it was eighth
1: grade year. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Dave. <Jerry.
2: laughs> so it was my freshman year. And we were, um, so my parents lived in Northtown. So St. John Newman was still a trailer. Um, it was great. Our class was really small. So there was like, I don't remember. I saw we were going through old pictures getting ready for the confirmation retreat. But I remember my classes being really small and the same people would be in the same youth group. So we were really tight knit group. So um, I have very vain memories of it. It was the first time my mom took me to a salon to get my hair done. <laughs> She had unleashed a, an evil that long that never stopped. Oh, that's the start of it. Okay. So uh, I remember sitting in that chair going, I like this because someone's doing my hair. And the world has never been the same. But I just remembered um, just how incredible it was to meet the bishop. And, and just the mass The ceremony was small. Just my family was there. And uh, shiny foreheads and... I just loved how I felt afterwards, kind of just not to be like, I know it's not the end, but to me it felt like I accomplished something. We were doing classes for two years straight, mm-hmm. and so to be done, per se.
0: Right. But that's that's kind of, um, whenever you do delay the Sacrament of Confirmation, because it's not, it's not every diocese delays until your high school eight years, right? Some, some do them at second grade. Some do them at other times. In the, in the Eastern rites, it all happens at your the, baptism. At baptism, yeah. But um, –
2: and
1: and and first communion
2: too how did they do first communion to a baby
1: it was a very very small piece yeah shove it in her mouth Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) open wide baby bird
1: (laughs) uh my my goddaughter had her you know i I did
2: oh first all of it all the rights
1: all three yeah and i was there for that and they you know and they didn't have confirmation it was chrismation yep it's the same thing, and then she, yeah, pretty much, yeah, and then you know, as you know, four year old, she'll go up and receive. Yeah. it's actually a good, it's a, actually a good distinction to make. The
0: Eastern rites calling them the the chrismation, because what what is what does chrism mean? It's the, it's the um, it's a charism. It's giving you a charism, right? And which is uh, again not for the sanctification, um, uh, not merely for your sanctification, but meant for the sanctification of others. So confirmation is meant to send you into mission. Again, same same kind of thing. Um, what was the other thing? Uh, somebody mentioned something. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail. Oh, the age, right? But that, that was yeah, the um, that was second grade. Yeah. Right. But that that's kind of like the what, what's interesting about and the reason why you, you did take those classes and you did prepare, so to speak, for confirmation is that whenever you do delay confirmation, that it is appropriate to be like, okay, what is my faith all about? Since Since God is going to be strengthening something inside me. You know, and the prerequisite for any of the sacraments is faith, mm-hmm. right? And so then I have um, the ability now. I can I can reason my faith. I can actually uh, exercise that muscle of faith. And you know, as Saint Paul says, you know, to, to stop uh, drinking mother's milk and eat real food, right? I can I can I can kind of grow up a bit, right? Which is why so many people have that language of coming of age when it comes to confirmation. But even though that doesn't work in a diocese where they where they confirm at the infants or at seven, (laughs) (laughs) exactly when you're literally still drinking your mother's milk. At seven, (laughs) that would be inappropriate. (laughs) Yeah, that's a different class. Uh, Okay, cool. What about Eucharist? What is the Eucharist?
1: It's Jesus. Do you know the technical language? Body, soul, blood, and divinity.
2: Yeah. My Lord and Savior.
1: We'll show a video on Best that That's Best part buddy. of
2: the church. It's my favorite. I think just it with it being the year of the Eucharist and we're doing, you know. Year of the Eucharist. My wife even does it. Yes. I love it. It's always, okay, whatever, the more emphasis <laughs> on the Eucharist. Just this refocus. The Eucharistic
1: whatever, revival.
2: Whatever, Hashtag year of the Eucharist. Yeah, because you guys keep hashtagging.
1: Sorry, that's my I, fault. I'm starting a movement. Yeah,
2: I'm following Neil. No, it's just, not that it's not always been there. I just, I have a new profound love for it. Since the Eucharistic revival, um, which is blessed as she's focusing more on it, too, and just everyone really focusing more on it. And I think it's the greatest gift that Jesus ever gave us. It's literally him, constant, always present. Um, and I try not to get all, all, mushy. all mushy about it, but I, ju- I just love that he can literally be a part of me.
1: I think there are times in our lives where we can <clears throat> gravitate more to the Eucharist depending on... Like you're saying, yeah. now that they're doing the revival right now, it's front and center. And, you know, it's something where you realize, oh, wow, these are things I never thought of before. Or like when, you know, you go to a um like a Steubenville retreat or something and everybody's going to adoration and maybe it's your first time at adoration. and And then you're seeing what a big deal it is for some people. Or whatnot, and I think I don't know. I think my big thing was I think I was t I was working on a confirmation retreat, and the one priest was talking about it, and he was pointing out mostly the fact that what I hated before that I see now, and and we still teach this today, is a lot of like, this is Jesus, Mm -hmm. and then when you're seven, you're like that is bread. (laughs) and then really when you're seven even when you're seven you're like that's not bread (laughs) that is something that we do
2: every week the little
1: plat the little um styrofoam thing in the board games or whatever and then they pressed it and now we have to eat this that's what that is it's not even bread so how are you gonna trick me to say that is jesus and i think that's one of the biggest things in our faith that is real faith. Right. It's the fact is we have to believe so much the this, ridiculous yeah. thought that that is Jesus, but it's the fact that we kind of push that that just saying it literally is, and that's hard for adults, let alone children, children. Yeah, exactly. To wrap your mind around, but when we talk, when we talk about accents and. <clears throat> and um essence which is the fact was when i first heard that it's like your essence of this is different it's like your spiritual nature is the different part it still looks like bread so you know so that was the point because for me consubstantiation made so much more sense which is it's bread and jesus like it's the jelly in in the donut so it's always this is a donut and this is a donut. They look the same, right? One's got jelly in it. Because haven't you got those donuts where you're like, ooh, a donut, and you eat it, and you're like, ah, it's got custard in it. I didn't know it was gonna have custard in it, or it has jelly in it, or it has nothing in it. But the fact is, the outside looks the same, tastes the same, but the insides what what's different. So, in a sense. I've never done this one before. But in a sense, <laughs> they're saying the essence is the jelly that we're pulling out and putting in the custard of Jesus. And it's
0: like –
2: What just happened? I don't know. Well,
1: yeah, um,
0: to make the distinction between essence and accidents, the problem is in your, in your analogy, you're using all accidents, right? The, the jelly is an accident. It's It's a – Physical characteristic of we got to
1: break it down anymore.
0: right? Bro. But, it, but to simply, simply enough, like if you wanted to make the distinction of ex- essence and accidents, you think of like uh, your physical body, right? Your cells are constantly um, dying and regenerating, dying and regenerating. So, so the, to the extent that, like seven years ago, there is not a single cell in your body that is alive today, right? From seven years ago, right? You're you have physically completely changed in the last seven years, okay? Yet you are still lisa right <laughs> yeah the <laughs> essence of who you are is who you are right. not your physical makeup right mm. and so what we're saying in the eucharist and why we say transubstantiation change of substance is like all the accidents of lisa remain but the essence of neil is in lisa's body and there yeah, is no lisa. like a freaky, freaky friday, friday <laughs> right right <laughs> that's that's the analogy, but nobody will get Freaky Friday because these kids have never seen Freaky Friday. They yeah, make a newer one. They, well, you know,
2: every so week, like when no, the priest holds up newer, Jesus, mom. you know, we're like, "Hey, Gemma, that's Jesus." I think I'm. I think she thinks the priest is Jesus, which is also right. fine. Isaac she, thinks the same thing. Yeah. yeah, so they're just. I tell because I'm I, like, look, babe, that's Jesus, but it's he's holding up the bread, and wait, I think he's confused.
3: I wait for the bells, and I try to tell Robert. Like, look, now Jesus is here. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but listen. Yeah. usually he's running around, not running around, but being ridiculous. He's listen not. for the bells. It's much better. Now, now Jesus is here. <laughs>
1: look there, he's holding him up.
3: See, he's holding Jesus
0: yeah, the only kid that, that we had that was able to make that distinction at a young age was Joel. I don't right. know if you remember this. That right? was a circle Jesus. That's circle Jesus. Is that circle Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right? Whenever whenever um, we were in the cry room, I said, see what he's holding there? That's Jesus. Or you see what he's holding there? He said, ooh, a circle. I'm like, no, that's Jesus. I'm like ha- having a spiritual moment with my kid, and he says, oh, circle, <laughs> circle Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right.
2: All right. So you can see Jesus like everywhere. Right. right. So. And for and me, Jesus this is such a far stretch, sense. but it took – um, just like faith and believing, right? But it took all those miracles, like the Eucharistic miracles, you know, the, um, what's the Valenciano? one in Spain? Oh,
0: in Spain. I don't know the one in Spain. I don't know the
2: name of it. Or which one? We're the one where it's like, where Jesus like, literal body rope. is like a heart muscle. Yeah. It really? Well, turned turn it into blood. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, that, that was like a Oh yeah. Muscle. And then, um, the wine or whatever that never like during some sort of feast day or, oh, that's, I can't give you specifics, like specifics, but that's
0: San Gennaro, but that's actually blood. Yeah. That's San Gennaro's blood.
2: Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so that's completely how separate. Oh, blood. But it was like these Eucharistic miracles that was just fascinating to me, like how they kind of helped me kind of put to grasp with that. So it's hard because mm-hmm. it's a mystery in itself, and we're adults and still having a hard time grasping it. Right. Oh. And let alone having to explain it to our tiny humans.
1: Right. And But like we were saying, it's, it's hard for adults to grasp, and right. a majority of even practicing Catholic adults think of it as a symbol more than an actual thing and yeah. it's it's hard to grasp and as i pointed out in in you know i've done eucharist talks before and i said i think it's the hardest thing in our
2: for sure to in, teach, to teach. Right.
1: and it's the most faith-based and right. it's the most it, beautiful right because it doesn't make sense it's so
2: radical that you're like it's you literally. this eat. is what
1: you know you don't yeah. believe it is and it's like it's you have to believe it enough mm-hmm. and you're the one you were giving it the value for you because if you don't believe it then it's not going to be it. It's, and
2: just a
1: piece of it's hard for me to just tell you. Well, objectively it's still well, Jesus regardless. Oh, right. of, sorry. sorry. <laughs> regardless right. of what you believe. Right.
0: <laughs> but but I see what you're saying you're not having that encounter with Christ. Right. Yeah.
1: Sorry, yes, exactly. But and that's why
0: faith is the prerequisite.
1: Exactly. But it's like it's like, you know, like how money is is the example I've used. is we take out a dollar bill and we all agree and we believe that that's worth a dollar. But, yeah. And if you have a $10 bill, we all agree and believe that it's worth $10. But that $10 bill is not better than the $1 bill. Is Alexander Hamilton better than George Washington? Is it <laughs> 10 times the size? Is it 10 times heavier? Right. Is the ink in that different? But well, we it's the belief or the we give it that value too. And if we don't give it that value... It's hard for us to what is it you know accept I guess or
0: yeah I mean it's hard I think it's hard to accept regardless of, of where you're at but like if you do and you and you truly believe that this is this is Christ, then it radically changes how you view the faith right because all the sacraments then become ordered towards this end, right mm. If the, if that little wafer on Sundays is really God, and we really receive him into our lives every single Sunday. Then we look at the sacraments. Baptism gives us access to that, right? Mm-hmm. Reconciliation cleanses our soul so we can receive that, right? Confirmation sends us out in the world so we can draw other people to that, right? Um, uh, marriage and holy orders are ways of living out that communion that other people can see so they can understand that communion, right? It's the, the God and, and me becoming one flesh, right I, I am I am consuming God into myself, and it's the most beautiful thing that that there is. It's like God wants that kind of intimacy with me just because right and then so I think and I always go back to this the, the fundamental like belief here is um, can we believe that that God um, can become bread? Of course, God can do anything that He wants. Do we have reason to believe that He would want to right? And that goes back to Scripture, and Jesus says, I am the bread of life. says, this is my body. Eat me, quite literally in the Greek. Chew on me, <laughs> right? So that gnaw my flesh, right? That's why I always chew. So- <laughs> I always
1: chew my wafers.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, that's – I mean, it, it is. It's, it's literally the source and summit of our faith. Everything – uh the the whole reason why we have uh uh the the church and the faith is so people can receive Jesus in this way that can receive God into themselves yeah. and the the whole reason um why we receive God into ourselves it, it, like that's the that's the pinnacle of all that we do and then we also go out to try to draw other people into doing the same thing into coming and come come and know me better, man, right? Like that's the you know, since we're at Christmas time. (laughs) Christmas time, right? (laughs) We're recording this at Christmas time. But it's that uh, um, God is saying like, come and commune with me. Be with me. And go uh, tell other people about me so they can be with me too, right? Because I've made myself accessible to you. And that's my whole thing is like whenever people don't want to go to mass – Like why get confirmed? Why do you want to get confirmed? Why do you want to? Why would you want baptism? Like all of those are oriented to the reception of the sacrament. So why do you want to get married here? That's ordered towards the reception of the sacrament, right? So like, what's the point? If you don't want this, bottom line is you don't want the church. Any other thoughts, (laughs) (laughs) to
1: Say it better myself.
0: (laughs) Any other thoughts on Eucharist or what it is or who it is or, or? Anything about Essence and Accidents you guys want to cover? I go in-depth on it in Confirmation, too. This is for one? This is for one. That's why the questions are all simple and basic, and the answers are pretty clear. We don't have to get into potatoes and stuff. We don't have to get into potatoes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, So, since, since we did talk about the Sacraments of Initiation all having kind of a prerequisite of faith, right? What can we do? And I would like it if everybody can answer this in some kind of way. What can we do to, like increase our own faith like is there anything that you can do Uh, obviously faith is a gift from god but it's a gift we can receive and we can exercise right so what are ways that we can kind of uh exercise that that gift of faith and um in order to prepare ourselves to more readily receive this this, these sacraments especially for those who are receiving confirmation soon and and um and, and those who have been receiving the eucharist but like just been going through the motions of it
1: increase our faith you mean like
2: yeah strengthen
1: maybe strengthen
2: it's so basic but i think praying um but that itself is hard you know things get in the way and as far as the teens go i mean their busy schedules and their lives are so much faster than what they were when we were kids um but just establishing that prayer life i know for sure like if i'm off the track so i just start derailing it's because i've let something slip or i just haven't been as close to god in that prayer life um when you know when my car conversations are quiet but i'm not listening that's a that's a big signal for me or if i just don't even have the desire to pray then i know that something needs to be gut checked um because if the lord fully makes himself present every week in the eucharist you know we deserve to know him basically praying i think is at its simplest trying to get to know jesus and who he is and what he has done for us i think and accepting that as their own i think that's a big deal and then um, I know reading the Bible has been a big deal for me, but just getting to know God's Word, I think it's really important. Um, and then here's our plug for Bible in a year with Father Mike Schmitz because it's been awesome. <laughs> oh, yes. Um just spending more time with him in the word. And everybody's so relational and everybody, you know, wants to be closer to Jesus but how do you get to know Jesus? And I think going through the Bible has been a good and great thing.
3: Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Saint Jerome even said ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. So All right. Who's next? Lisa.
3: I think what G.B. was saying, like, prayer. And then even, like, if you want to get to know somebody, you have to spend time with them. Yeah. Um, I've been doing or trying to do with some friends adoration every week. And if you had told me, like, two years ago that I'd be going to adoration at 8 o'clock on a Saturday, I'd have been like, with, for what? <laughs> um, so that's been good. But, and just reading the books and just. Meeting up with friends, figure it all out more, less, done.
2: Oh, I think that's also a big deal, like, especially with them at their age, um, because we got to spend some time with them at the retreat, and they're super cute. But just Mm -hmm. hanging out with people that will strengthen your faith, Mm -hmm. who won't necessarily make you make moral questions about decisions that you're going to make, I think really Mm -hmm. helps. I remember how close our group was at Newman, um, and having that tight-knit, faith-filled group, and then living it out was a lot easier to live out your faith when it's the same people Uh that you go to school with go to church with you know so it's easier to live a life of faith when you're having friends who also have the same beliefs as you it makes the decision less difficult
1: um i don't know uh i feel like my faith is always strong but maybe my relationship with christ is what wavers. like it's not like i don't doubt the things I know. There was even a point in my life where, like, I didn't go to church for like six years. So I didn't go to church. I didn't do retreats. I didn't help out at all. Probably didn't pray. You know, it's also the the, the time where I've done all the the bad things in my life too. And I don't see a correlation there, but <laughs> <laughs> but the other fact is, if you were to say, "Oh, are you a religious person?" I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm Roman Catholic." <laughs> Right. Or would you say whatever? And I'd be like, oh, no, I believe all this. And then I'd be like, here, let me teach you something because I know X, Y, Z. that indelible mark that was working. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But it's like my faith was always there. I always believed it to be true. I just didn't want to follow any of it. Right. I didn't want to go through the motions. I didn't. the, I, Like the Eucharist was not calling me enough to go to mass. God wasn't calling me enough to, to talk to him or so in a sense, I wasn't putting forth any of that effort. But I feel like my faith is pretty much the same as it's been for so long. It's always been strong per se, but maybe the relationships have been weak.
0: Okay. So it's like that's um, – if you were to use it as like uh, an analogy in marriage, be like, oh, yeah, I'm totally married. I just never go home. <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe, yeah, that could right. be that too. Yeah, exactly, yeah. but do
1: I do I believe that Lisa's my wife? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, she's a great lady. Yeah, she's a great lady. <laughs> Am I hanging out with these other girls? Yeah, maybe I don't know, but still, Lisa's still the best. You yeah. Know. Do you like going you to the do bars? I say you're your favorite. I do say. I say you are my favorite wife every time. I don't know. You're right. Yeah. You could yeah. make it that way, but I, I guess I'm just splitting hairs with like definitions of faith, but like that's the point. Right. Is like, you know, I don't want to be like that, uh, faith and works kind of thing where it's like, I believe Jesus Christ is my savior. Good that's all I need
0: uh, yeah that's that's I mean that's kind of like what that sounds like because like that's a very um, separating uh, the Jews don't have a a word for uh, intellectual assent like what you meant by faith there because that's mm. that's what you mean like I I, I intellectually believe these things right mm. um, what the the Jewish word for faith is more properly translated at, to faithfulness right which means I have a responsibility in what I believe right so that's why uh, – and that's why St. Paul splits hairs between, like, works and works of the law, right? So the works of the law don't save you, but you better, you know, love your neighbors or else you're not, you're not going to receive your salvation, right? right? Because that is an act of faithfulness. That is how we are faithful, right, is by going into communion with God, being in communion with other people. And that's, um, and that's one of the things that the Protestant Reformation did was break that definition of faith from faithfulness to faith merely as intellectual ascent. Uh, and all I got to do is have that and that equals salvation. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. Funny too, because I think I still at those times was still trying to be a nice person and being nice to my neighbors and all those things. It's just, right. I guess I was just a little more heathenistic.
0: Yeah, because it's, it's that, oh, plus, you know, it's the it's the, the young adult lifestyle is to kind of live off your emotions and what you feel like you want to do right now. Yeah. Uh, and there's lots of hormones encouraging that. So, um, so it's very, very difficult. And whenever you grow up in a milieu where it's like all you got to do is believe the right thing and you're good, and then it makes it super easy to do that. Right? Oh, yeah, but I didn't grow up in that. Well, that's what the American milieu is. No, but I still grew up in a Catholic family where it's like, oh.
1: you need to suffer or else you're no good. <laughs> yes.
0: But the re- but the rest of the world around you no, is saying it's true. Something different, yes, right?
1: society says enjoy yourself because because yeah. you're basically a good person. It's not like you're Hitler, right? That's yeah, the... it's not like you're Hitler. <laughs> I mean, not even Mussolini's Hitler. <laughs> oh, okay. I, uh, well, we put yeah. it that way. I'm doing all right.
0: Exactly. Now, for me, I think um, the, the best way to increase your faith is to listen to Among Wolves. and I think I'm with Lisa on this is because the, 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 the times that I struggle the most with faith are the times that I'm not in communion with God, where I'm not going and sitting before the Blessed Sacrament, whether exposed or, or in the tabernacle, right? Just not taking that time to just be with him. And then I also find myself in those times when I'm with Christ in the sacrament. I don't have any problems with my intellectual ascent, right? What am I mostly working out in those times are my failures as, a, as an adopted son, right? How have I screwed up? Right? And, 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 and God in those moments is kind of purifying me more than anything. And that's, that is, I think, a good way to increase your faith is to actually take that time to spend with the Blessed Sacrament.